You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly pop and geek culture show covering movies, TV, games, and comics. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, your favorite pop and geek culture show where two's company, three's a podcast. I'm Sam. I'm Josh. And this week we have a special guest with us finally appearing on the show, Parker. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's great to have you here. So, uh, so you've you've been a, a listener to the show for years. You've helped us out with the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to getting into some horror movie talk with you. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, but first, let's uh, hit the jingle, and we're going to talk about some things we have been checking out. Check it out. And uh, you know what? Everybody who comes in, they always have to do the dance when we do the the check it out jingle. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we're actually going to kick it over to you first, Parker, since you're the guest. I know you do uh, a lot of horror movies during the month of October. Is that right? Yep. It is 31 for 31. This is year 10 of doing it on Facebook, but I've been pretty much doing this almost every year since I first discovered horror back in 2002 as a wee lad. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. So, uh, so what are some of the highlights that you've, uh, that you've watched this year? What'd you say? Okay. So I would say some of the highlights would be, uh, John Carpenter's body bags. Okay. Yeah. Know, trying to clear out the last of John Carpenter's filmography that I've never you know, watched. Mm-hmm. And it's, understandably forgotten because it was not supposed to be a movie it was meant to be a pilot for a tales from the crypt style anthology show on showtime before that fell through Mm -hmm. so it's basically two bits that were done by him and then the third one is done by toby hooper from poltergeist and texas chainsaw massacre right yeah the budget's pretty low so it's not quite to the caliber of what you would expect but the cast is all great, and for anyone who's a Carpenter fan, it has a lot of vintage John Carpenter in his prime before he lost his edge. Okay, well, yeah, awesome. I know I I my I can picture the first one with the uh, the gas station. Yes. Uh, the other the other ones, I I kind of my brain kind of uh, I watched this years ago. Fair. So, but the but the gas station one with uh, was that Angela? Um, oh, what is her name? It was one of her first acting roles, but uh, I remember I remember that one, and I remember the interstitials with John Carpenter as the the coroner. Uh, the, the coroner, yeah, who may or may not have actually been dead the whole time, in in their own version of the the crypt keeper kind of situation. Yeah, and that one it's one of his last truly good projects before you start kind of getting debates like with vampires and beyond <laughs> oh, vampires. Oh God. Ghosts of Mars. <laughs> oh, oh. Ice, ice cube and Jason Statham versus uh-huh. the uh, badly CG Marilyn Manson ghost. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Ghosts of Mars. I haven't thought about that trash rotten. show in a while. Well, that one had, and that one had like the worst movie sin is like a, it's a flashback within a flashback. At one point, it was like, or like a dream sequence with a, didn't that movie a flashback. Go, didn't that movie like go to like theater release? I think I remember. Oh, yeah, it, it, was, it, it was in theaters. It, 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 unfortunately, <laughs> it was a hit over in the UK from all my online friends from the UK. They view it as one of his classics. Really? Yeah. Like it, it's one of those that just lives on in cable on their side. Of the oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. If it becomes a cult following kind of thing, if there's a bunch of, you know, UK, like, um, you know, TV play. Well, like. Well, like for me, uh, the movie Airheads with uh, Brendan Fraser mm-hmm. and um, and all Dan them. Aykroyd. Uh, Aykroyd oh, wasn't it? Oh, no, no, that's one with Adam Sandler. Oh, yeah, that's the one with Adam Sandler. And Steve Buscemi. Uh, exactly. Terrible movie. Didn't do anything in theaters, but it played almost every afternoon on Comedy Central. Oh, growing yeah. Up. And it's, it's one of my favorite movies because it's just... It's ingrained. It's up here, man. I mean, Half Baked is like that, too. It's Half Baked as well. Half Baked yeah, was a big yeah, Comedy yeah, yeah. Central pool. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> With uh, Dave Chappelle and uh, Jim... Jim Brewer. Jim Brewer. Jim Brewer, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, Buybacks is one of the, the highlights. I'd say the best one so far was Tales from the Hood, which is another... <laughs> which That's another anthology film, but apparently it was a scrapped... Tales from the Crypt movie. Yes. Allegedly. I've heard conflicting rumors, but that's the prevailing. See, that was always the story that I had heard. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. 
that one it definitely deals with content that we're not talking on this show because you, of, obviously yeah some of the stuff yeah 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 but it's actually really well told and blank on the name of the actor who's the crypt keeper mr sims he is just so wonderfully iconic in that mm-hmm. role absolutely absolutely uh, uh, so I, I don't watch a whole lot of horror movies. I, yeah. you know, that's, and when I do, they're, they're schlocky. They're the, they're the bad ones, but I did, uh, rewatch, I, I watched it last year and I must've forgotten a lot of it, but I watched uh studio six, 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 the, uh, the Foo fighters, that one comedy was, horror. It was fine. It's, it has the misfortune that it came out right before they lost Taylor Hawkins. It yeah. yeah. So it makes it a little weird to, to on rewatch, uh, of course, but, uh, and you know, they're, they're not actors. I mean, they do the best they can. Their music videos are very entertaining, but they're not actors, but especially, especially the, especially the one where they're all like, oh, they're on a plane and uh, tenacious D's. Oh like, yeah. Oh, learn, to learn to fly. Learn to fly is like one of my favorites. Video. All of their videos are oh, great. I know. Though. They're all, well, they're I just all love the Foo Fighters. I yeah, love, same, I love Dave Grohl. Yeah. Oh, but, by the uh, way, to piggyback on uh, uh, Clarence Williams the Third, that's who there played uh, Mr. Sims. That's it. But um, Studio Six Six Six, it was fine for what it was. It was a you know low budget thing. They were just they're just messing around. It, yeah. it, Why not? it felt like a pandemic project. It really was. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So, what are some of the uh, lowlights? I guess of your thirty-one for thirty-one oh, this year. So this year, I went through the three Tales from the Crypt movies. And the low light was the third one that they didn't officially title called Ritual. Okay. It was one of those like straight to DVD movies because the second one just tanked at the box. It's definitely no uh, Bordello of Blood or. Oh, well, it it makes Bordello of Blood look like a masterpiece (laughs) (laughs) because the script, uh, the script pitch goes nowhere because it follows all the cliches of a voodoo story. Sure. And the only reason why I didn't give it a zero out of five is because. Tim Curry and Jennifer Grey are actually trying. Uh, sure. Yeah. Well, you're going to get that with with Tim Curry. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, okay. It, he uh, he was always, if not passionate about whatever he was doing. Anything that he was doing. Yeah. Choose up scenery everywhere he was. Mm-hmm. Be it Legend, Clue. Clue is like one of my favorite movies ever. The Shadow. The he, Shadow. He was a minor character in, in The, the shadow. shadow. And he was maybe one of the most entertaining characters and, in that uh, film. And, and uh, uh, Home Alone 2. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's that's the, right. He was a very minor part in that. Yeah, he's the Rob Schneider. <laughs> yeah, Rob Schneider is the bull boy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And Tim Curry is the the uh like the main front desk, front guy. desk guy. Yeah. I can't tell if he was the front desk guy or just the manager of the hotel. I can't I can't remember. I, it's, it's weird. Six it's one way half dozen yeah, I know, with that I know. one. Yeah. Right. But uh <laughs> I love Tim Curry. Yeah. Likewise. I mean, I think one of my one of my favorite or one of my first memories of Tim Curry. I can't remember if it was Legend, mm-hmm. like just hearing that voice, yeah, or if it was his Captain Hook and Peter Pan and the Pirates, that animated show mm-hmm. where uh, Hook had white hair and wore a oh, black outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's always fascinating to me to see how much like voice, like television voice work. You would you would think that him being as big a star as he was, both the oh, stage, yeah. screen, oh, yeah. everything. Yeah. He took the time to do uh, animated series yeah, voice like, acting. Yeah, like, like, he's in regular show. Yeah. And At I, least one episode. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I still remember him fondly as a kid watching uh, Wild Thornberries. Yes. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. Uh-huh. Smashing. <laughs> For crying out loud, he was the voice of the villain in Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Yep. Oh, oh yeah, that, that cut that one yeah. Ultraman ripoff or not rip? Yeah, it was an Ultraman, but the Power Ranger ripoff made from a Ultraman a Ultraman ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure if it was an Ultraman ripoff or just another Ultraman in the line. No, he was Gridman, which was uh, made by Subaraya, but it wasn't technically part of the Ultraman line. It was okay. A, it was a kind of a he side just look, story. He just looks like Ultraman. He looks of. like Ultraman, but the whole deal is, you know. Yeah. Yeah, cy- okay. cyberspace thing. So yeah, it was, a, a yeah, little it was different. stupid. <laughs> it, was, it was dumb as what it, it was, was. But I, I yeah. had so many of the toys. <laughs> yeah, oh, same here. Because they were so cheap. Because no one bought them, so they well, marked them down. I know. To like nothing. I remember, I remember that Christmas. <laughs> I wanted the, I wanted the red dragon zord. Oh yeah, the the yes from yeah. that line. Mm-hmm. It, it was die ranger, but I can't remember which one we called it. Uh, the thunder zord. Thunder zords. That's what it yeah. was. I wanted that so bad, and I was in the fourth grade, and it was Christmas, and it was the year I got my tonsils out. Mm-hmm. I was like, I really want this. I really want this power ranger zord. And what did I get? I got the red dragon from <laughs> from S- super, super samurai. Good. 
Cyber Squad. Cyber Squad. Yeah. Which don't get me wrong, they are cool toys. They're they transformed cool toys. very well. They had I had a lot of fun with those. And you know what? Believe it or not, even though that show was so terrible, and it really is terrible. I've gone back and watched oh, yeah, some of awful. it. It's awful. It's awful. Awful. It does ha- did have a lasting impression on the Gridman Japanese show that it was based on because they did that that CG animated show that was for Netflix oh, a couple of years ago, really? and it, which was called SSS Gridman, and SSS stands for Superhuman Cyber Squad. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, did that come out about the same time that bad reboot came out? Yes. It was. Oh, I watched yeah. like the first couple episodes of that and it was so bad. Yeah. I got to like the episode where they actually go into that quarantine computer server that had it Bob was... and all them in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is what I came for. Not the rest of the stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to detract from the, the oh, spooky. Oh, talk. Yeah, no, 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 totally fine. Yeah, you're good, man. So, okay. So, uh, so you said you've been doing this for about 10 years or so. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. On Facebook, but I've done it longer, just longer, just. Growing up as a kid with the internet becoming more of what we know it is now. Gotcha. When Unfortunately. You, yeah. Well, also <laughs> when you could find a lot of stuff on YouTube in full for free. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Back in the end. Yeah. 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 So, okay. I got a question. Yeah. Since you've been doing this for so long, is it hard trying to find like new content to do every year? So, I, I know you've pretty much watched like every horror movie under the sun at this point. Oh, no. I, it is not at all. I w- still always have, even in my 31 for 31 list, it is always open to change both on just like if someone must be like, Hey, can you watch this? Or I just one day see on a lark, like, Hey, this thing's on Netflix or Peacock or Amazon. shutter or whatever. Yeah. Or Tubi. 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 Tubi is where a lot of those end up. Uh, I've a lot of the more cult stuff. I actually love what, uh, flipping on Tubi every now and then. Cause you find some of the weirdest culty stuff oh, yeah. on there. And sometimes you find like stuff that like, Oh wow. I'm surprised this is on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's some bigger, something you actually might know. Yeah. So do you, um, mm-hmm. mainly focus on, uh, American produced or do you, no. do you go to like J horror and stuff like that as well? I've, thought about in the next year trying to do all international horror so i can okay. really spread out because i've done a handful of stuff from the french extreme scenes and then from japan and korea mm-hmm. and a little bit maybe like australia but i want to try and really branch out and find stuff from countries that don't have rich you know scenes like the uk does okay yeah but yeah i will probably never run out because i have you know a bunch of groups and friends from all over the world who are fellow fans. Gotcha. So we'll just recommend each other's stuff. Always finding stuff. Okay, I yeah. like it. I like I, I it. I think as far as like international horror goes, I think most of the stuff I've seen is like Dario Agento stuff. Mm. Like, yeah, and, you get uh, some Giallo stuff. Some, and, some uh, of that slasher uh, stuff. And I've watched a couple of the older like Japanese horror movies that got made from Amer- made into American movies. Like, ah. You know, like uh, uh, the ring, the R- Ringu, um, Juan, Juan, the Grudge, yeah. the Grudge, uh, Pulse, which was called in Cairo or Circuit, yeah, yeah. And then there was one, um, something about I want to say like an eye transplant, but then you could see ghosts. Ooh, Ooh God, what was the name? Was it just called the Eye? It might. I think that might have been the, the, Am- the American, the American, yeah. American name. Yeah, yeah. Sounds it was right. something weird like that, but it was like a like a friend gets like a eye transplant or something and all of a sudden they can also can i just say that japanese horror as a whole tends to be a little more unsettling oh sure yes like not like their urban legend stories their ghost stories all that stuff is always just a little more actually creepy yeah like look like look at all the jintu into stuff <laughs> all that stuff yeah, is you know, super yeah. unsettling yeah i just had that discovery upon watching yesterday uh the original pulse where it's it's two hours so it at times drags but oh man that's when, a, that's long for like a japanese movie uh that that's a short film for a korean uh, oh <laughs> <laughs> but uh what the japanese do especially with their ghost stories is it's less of you know the ghost shows up and just you know does a quick run-up violin strings you know scream and does a giant boo it's more they're slowly coming through and it's just the dread of knowing they got you game set and match you can run you're not outrunning it well, that's yeah. the thing is like also like every Japanese ghost seems to be, you know, it looks like a it looks like a ring monster. <laughs> sure, it's all long haired, white gowned girls. Uh, Pulse was different because it was more simple, but it was meant to operate under the uncanny valley. Mm. So like you can kind of tell like they're hidden in the background, but if you pay attention, you can see it, but it's not in focus. So. Oh, speaking of uh, Japanese horror. So I went to Spirit 
two weeks ago just to i haven't been in there well because it's a spirit halloween and you and you gotta go every i know year. i know you gotta check out the stuff even if you're least. not gonna costume you just gotta you, go you gotta check it out yeah yeah uh they had a mask for that one japanese creepy sculpture that came out and everyone was like weirded out about it mm. oh, what was its name um oh the one with the big eyes and the and the, and the, and the and hair and the, and the, and the of, mouth and, and the kind stuff. of like kind of beaky mouth yeah it looked kind of like a i, I know what you're talking about I'm yeah blanking on it i can't momo think of the, momo momo that's it. yeah Interesting, because that yeah. was yeah, because that, that's a that's that a was a sculpture, and everyone thought it was some kind of weird like yeah whatever. But yeah, it was just some sculpture some Japanese artist did, and yeah. it turned into like a whole like creepy pasta kind of. Well, thing. they they yeah they they uh, people started using it as jump scares in their YouTube videos. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, what, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, I, I would I would almost come uh, equate the Momo statue th- a jump scare thing to like. How the Slender Man exploded years oh, ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was hot for it was hot for two seconds and then died out. Y- yeah. Right. Yeah. And then um, there was like those, those that the actual news stories of like those those young girls. Who, it was Wisconsin. Yeah. Who uh, who yeah. attempted to murder their friend yeah, for they, the Slender Man? Yeah. They, they tried like, to. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, but no, as far as J Horror goes, can't beat House. Oh yeah, the original the one. original one. That that mo- that movie is so bonkers. And I mean, it's not even that. Again, it's not really that scary, but it's just weird. Oh yeah, I I appreciate it as centricity, but yeah, just how truly odd it is. Yeah, like it could only come I, from that part of the world. I, I remember seeing that down at <laughs> down at the gateway on the big screen, and it was it was phenomenal, <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, Josh, do you have any uh, checkums for the week? Um, not much really, because I can't seem to break my stride of playing either Fortnite or Call of Duty. Okay. I guess I can talk about their Halloween events. Sure. Fortnite, please. Fortnite, Fortnite Mares this year is, in my opinion, rather disappointing. Uh, okay. But also it came at a bad time because the uh, the Fortnite uh, cup was going on too. Mm. So that that's kind of a big deal within the Fortnite uh, competitive uh, community. And that kind of took like a whole week chunk out of Fortnite Mare. Mm. But as a whole, like the map has barely changed for the Halloween event. All they've really done is add some ghosts for some chests that have crud loot in them. Uh, there's some skins that have been slowly rolling out. Everyone's isn't there like an Alan Wake skin? Alan Wake is coming. There's also uh, and you can get it for free if you pre-order the new Alan Wake game on on the Epic Store. That is such a weird crossover. Well, I mean, but, but then again, the they, new game's coming out. That's true, and yeah, I and I guess sense. they have done other crossovers like oh, how the Star Wars. Um, uh, yeah, last, last the last Jedi, Jedi or no, uh, Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker, Skywalker. officially starts in, in Fortnite, Fortnite with the Emperor's message. Yeah, <laughs> stupid. Somehow um, the Emperor has returned. I know because of Fortnite. Yeah, he oh. jumped off the battle bus. Yeah, that's but it. Anyway, <laughs> um, I'm going to Tomato Town. That hasn't been a part of the map in years. I, it's the only <laughs> it's the only location in Fortnite that I that I know. I know. I know. Honestly, the game has gotten really good in the last couple years or so as far as like map changes, gameplay yeah. changes, things like that. But either way, it's never here nor there. Uh, but people are getting really excited because there is a um, Michael Myers is coming as a collaboration skin. Interesting. The leaks and stuff they talk about right now is he's probably going to come out about the 24th. So mm. like next week. Okay. Uh, but also that's also when the V-Bucks price hike happens oh. the in-game currency of course of course because also, also there's a jack skellington pack coming out okay and people are pretty excited about that too yeah well i, I mean of course sure. yeah, yeah yeah i mean you can't have halloween without nightmare before christmas which yeah. is funny anyway. which i i always uh call that more of a of a christmas movie than a halloween movie i mean the whole crux of the film is christmas yeah. right yeah i mean but it's one of those movies, you know, you can technically watch it twice in a season. You can, so. you can watch it both, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. You can take the Halloween out of it, and you just get a story about a creepy guy who, who gets, loves Christmas. Who loves Christmas, but if you take the Christmas out of it... You got nothing. You have yeah. nothing. So You that's, got nothing. Yeah. yeah it's, no, I understand. Your, I, can, I, I can understand your, your, your point on that one. Yeah. But Call of Duty is having their The Haunting event. Okay. Uh, now, granted, this is probably the last big event before Modern Warfare Three comes out in November. Mm. Also, the fact that I played the Modern Warfare Three beta, which is, I guess, is technically my check it out, really. And I do not feel like it's worth the seventy dollars. Really, it wow. felt, it really felt like more like a a DLC or a big patch. They didn't innovate. Yeah, enough. there's not enough. Yeah, there's new maps. There's some new weapons. New 
movement's a little different. It's a little more fast paced. You know, that's how I felt about Splatoon three, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I could not. I had a hard time. I so so it feels like just a glorified reskin. Yeah, especially since everything you've got in Modern Warfare two is going to carry over to Modern Warfare three, which I'm glad because all of their their store stuff is super expensive. Sure, people can dog on Fortnite, but the Call of Duty stuff is very expensive for all and a lot of it is mm, i hate it so much well let's let's face it games as a service oh I by and large is just and that's what i was getting ready to say yeah there are so many microtransactions. yeah you don't have to buy them but i feel like there's so much and there's so much stuff they've tacked on that actually gives you advantages in game oh especially yeah. if you play like their dmz mode which is not quite like warzone the battle royale but it's also it but it also is a you jump into a map with other players and, you know, play toward completing your own personal objectives. Mm -hmm. And then you try to find the helicopter, a helicopter and get off the map before you die. So you can keep the stuff you collected and carry gotcha. over. Okay. Um, but there are certain packs you can buy with real money that give you advantages in that mode. Well, that sucks. Like, uh, you'll get special gear or gear that's harder to find, like gas masks and things like that to help you survive better. It's kind of cruddy, and it's really unfortunate. Yeah. But I feel like there's so much microtransaction stuff. The game should just be a free-to-play model, like pretty much everything else nowadays. I agree. I I always... I If you're going to have microtransactions and uh, games as a service to the point where you can't play without spending money, you shouldn't be... Or, or at the very least, charge $20 for the game. Yeah, don't Instead charge... Instead of... Yeah, you... you don't charge it a full price game and then microtransactions. Yeah, right. exactly. The, the, the new um, Mortal Kombat one is like that. There's a lot of microtransactions in that. And um, despite the game being a $70 game in order to have the opportunity to unlock everything, including uh, DLC, you're actually paying upwards of about 150 bucks. Yeah. And that's the thing I don't understand. And each DLC character is ten dollars a character oh, that's in, a, that's in that pack, scam. and there's five. Yeah, the 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 first DLC pack for Mortal Kombat One is fifty dollars. Oof. Yeah. No, thank you. For Ermac, who in the who the hell wants to play as Ermac? Yeah, who means Ermac? You're, you're grounded. Nobody. <laughs> there, there's that one guy who. Yeah, that, that one. That one dude. guy just got real mad with me dogging on Ermac, but whatever. And, but yeah, but uh, but um. Uh, Dice and Battlefield kind of proved a point uh, during the beta weekend last weekend for Modern Warfare 3. They had a free weekend for Battlefield, what do they call it now, 2049 or whatever? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The newest Battlefield. Here's the thing. A new Battlefield does not come out every year. Right. Here lately, a new Call of Duty has been coming out every year. It's becoming like sports games. It's, it's getting bad. because people know, I know. They, they know people will know. buy it. I know. Honestly, I probably wouldn't play Call of Duty if it wasn't gifted to me last Christmas. <laughs> right. So, I don't know. It's I feel like if you're going to if you're going to pile on microtransactions, you're you're that's that's the reason Fortnite's so successful. Epic made a free game and they make all their revenue off people buying skins and collaborations. Sure. They add nothing to the game as far as gameplay-wise goes yeah. for the most part. I mean, yeah, you can probably cheese some stuff with like colors and stuff and blending into the environments. That's that's a big problem in Call of Duty right now is some of these newer skins are they they're, almost give you an advantage. They're, they're at times game breaking. Almost, yeah. Like right now, uh, part of the the boys stuff they had in Call of Duty Black Noir is almost impossible to see. I can't believe it. The skin is so dark it blends in so well. Plus, that game is is has a pretty muted color oh pad, yeah um, well sometimes anyway. some of the other skins well, have like these weird light glow effects that mm. you can't turn off and they make you almost like they, they walking you, target yeah, yeah exactly but there's a skin in the new battle pass for call of duty because the new call of duty uh battle pass is all spawn themed mm -hmm. completely it's like got it's got multiple spawns the clown the violator mm -hmm. there's a skin uh for the character gaia from the comics Okay. And people people have dubbed it Evil Groot, even though it looks more like just what Groot looks like in the comics, where he just kind of looks like a wicked tree. Sure, that's the thing. Yeah. People are too used to like movie Groot, where he's cute and stuff. But that's, Groot in the comics is actually kind of unsettling looking. But that's you know what? That's okay. I know, I know, yeah, I know, I know. It's, it's all right. Yeah. But Gaia itself is almost impossible to see. You have all the branches and stuff that forms the body 
but it, the, there's you can see right through it. Interesting. So it's, and so at times it is when the when the battle pass first came out and I was playing the the day or the day it dropped, and the first time I ran into it, I was like, oh man, that is really hard to see. Like I didn't go online and cry about it like pretty much everyone else, but sure. I was like, man, that does make it difficult. Yeah, there are like I said, there are some instances where it's almost pay to win mm-hmm. because it is, is it is just makes it harder to compete with some of these other looks. I yeah. guess right versus me running around as bright blue and purple Skeletor right now. <laughs> <laughs> Though, like I, I was telling you off mic earlier, I really don't like the voice. I wish yeah. they could have gotten Alan Oppenheimer to do it. I understand he's very old. He's yeah, but he still goes to conventions and he still throws the Skeletor voice on sometimes. <laughs> right, right. They could he could have literally phoned it in. They 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 could have bought a couple of cameos and gotten him exactly, to do exactly exactly. They got Keith David to voice Al Simmons slash Spawn. Sure, yeah, oh, great choice. I obviously it's yeah. Keith David. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's pretty much been my check it out. This okay. online shooter shooter boys gotcha. <laughs> well cool all right well hey i tell you what we're gonna go ahead and take a break here and when we come back we're gonna jump into a bunch of news we're gonna talk about some movie trailers we're gonna talk about some actually some pretty heavy heavy stuff with the uh sag aftra oh yeah uh, that, 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 that that situation keeps yeah keeps turning i believe this is what they call in, in the industry a teaser <laughs> i'm trying a new thing <laughs> all right so we'll be right back <sighs> You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. A journey into the wondrous land whose boundaries are that of imagination. That's the signpost up ahead. Your next stop, Long Play. I invite you to join me Friday nights at 11 and Saturday afternoons at 3 as we venture into the Album Zone. Hey, we're back from the break, and I guess here's some news. Nailed it. All right, so we have a whole list of things. We actually have two weeks' worth of news. Yeah. Because we didn't exactly get to anything last week. Hey, we were, we were, we we were, were on a good ramble we last week. We were on week. a roll, and it was enjoyable. So <laughs> it, it was great still. <laughs> And this has been our segment where we toot our own horn for a minute. But no, we're gonna we're gonna first thing we're gonna jump into like we teased before the break. We're gonna talk about this SAG after uh, actor strike. So it has been going on for quite a while. Of course, and the, more uh, and more unions have been joining it. Yes, that is yeah. And I'm actually uh, looking for some um, voice acting uh, video ga- and video games to join the. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been talking about it. They've been they've been teasing it. Yeah, which is gonna be really interesting if that happens. But. Uh, uh, so yeah, uh, Parker, you've been reading up on some uh, updates on it, right? Yeah. So currently, what just came out yesterday from SAG-AFTRA on strike is for their members to follow some certain guidelines for the Halloween season. So what's been catching a lot of people's attention is avoiding certain current trending uh, properties for costumes like Barbie and Wednesday Adams were the ones specifically mentioned. Right, because it could technically be stri- uh, uh, yes. um, strike-breaking. Because it could be looked at as, as promoting, promoting, uh, uh, yeah, strict, stricken um, works. However, it does state that you are encouraged to dress up as characters from non-struck content, such as animated TV shows, most likely much older ones. Right. So you, so you're going to see a lot of uh, Universal monsters yeah. and a lot of classic costumes, but nothing new this year. Right. Gotcha. And that actually leads me to, to something I saw. So apparently. You cannot dress as Elvis from the Elvis biopic that came this year, but you can dress as Elvis from the Priscilla Presley biopic that is an A24 film that is coming out. Figure that one out. Huh. Technically. Uh, Okay, so we can do different interpretations of a real life person. Right, yeah. (laughs) You you just have to walk around saying, no, it's okay, it's from the A24 film. (laughs) (laughs) Or Bubba Hotep. Or Bubba, there we go, there we go. That's some good stuff. That's a classic movie. Oh, I know. Plus it's Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Bruce Campbell with Ozzy Davis as JFK. Uh-huh, yeah. (laughs) That movie is wild. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's wonderful. Oh, yep. 
It's Bruce Campbell. Right. <laughs> I'll watch just about anything with Bruce Campbell. Uh, anything older with Bruce Campbell. Some of his more recent things. Eh, he was fine on Burn Notice, at least. <laughs> uh, did either of you guys go see Bruce Campbell when he did Bruce Rama this spring in Cleveland? Or I saw that Columbus? he had done it. I didn't get a chance to, to go. I went to the Columbus one. It's a mixture of Q&A. Uh, trivia contest so basically picked like five people in the audience uh-huh. based on who got the highest scores in the initial round and basically it, it'll keep going until there's one person left and as you would imagine Campbell he's just you know taking a few jabs at people in good jest oh he's he's the perfect showman oh yeah Bruce, yeah. Bruce Campbell the celebrity I feel like is a completely different person than Bruce Campbell the actual man oh sure yes yes sure and he, it's almost like another role for him oh yeah he went through a, a lot of his stories so like a lot of behind the scenes stuff for Evil Dead and Burn Notice mm-hmm. and I mean then, Evil Dead was just a couple of friends making a movie in the woods yes and <laughs> he discussed some more of the trouble that uh, Ted Raimi was put through throughout the entire making. Oh, they tortured that guy. Oh, man. especially in the boonies in South Carolina uh-huh. in the summer. Yeah. Yep. They 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 pretty much tortured Ted. Poor Ted yeah. Raimi. Yeah. It's highly. But that's I, all right. He got to be Joxer, so it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> and next time he comes around, I would highly recommend you go to see it, just because he also finished off with a screening of Evil Dead Two. Oh, really? Oh, it, that's it, really cool. It was in promotion of the latest evil dead evil dead rise because right. it came out that week that's right that's right okay because yeah we we've seen him at a con doing uh his panels at a yeah con we said we said we, we talked to him briefly very briefly yeah and that bright but, red suit <laughs> <laughs> remember that time we were we used to take uh photographs of uh people in cosplay and put it up on our social media for yeah, the website our, uh, yeah and uh, I was taking a picture of a group, and all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, a bright red flash runs up behind, grabs a hold of the two people that we were taking pictures of, and he like points at the camera and takes it, and yeah. then is gone he, he, <laughs> like he, a flash. He photo bombed. He photo bombed. It was the us. best photo bomb ever. It was the best, and the, the looks on the two guys. We didn't know the guys we were taking the pictures of. They were just people in costume. Yeah, we. And we yeah, they were so starstruck. It was amazing. It was oh, like one the, the one guy was like. Uh, like he couldn't talk. <laughs> it was great. Oh yeah, he, he's one of the few people I would be legit starstruck if he did that. Yeah, yeah. the guy. The guy was definitely scare sighted. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair as far as the uh, SAG after uh, the striking and stuff, um, they had gone to. Uh, I, I heard they had had some um, uh, a proposed. They gotten close and the uh, the Hollywood studios really walked away from it. Yeah, yeah, they walked away from the negotiation table brief or well for yeah. now. And apparently, from what I was reading, they the last offer was less than what they were initially given. So it's 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 a whole mess. Yeah, and also I never really I guess I never really expected uh, Drew Barrymore to be a scab. <sighs> That's uh yeah, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Well, that was that was with the Writers Guild. Yeah, that was um, more the Writers Guild because she was wanting to start her show without the writers. Well, that she hired a bunch yeah, of scab, she, she, right, she, writers. scab writers. Yeah, and uh, a, a couple of her uh, top writers actually left the show after the writer strike was over, and it really it yeah it was a big hit because because yeah that's ah uh, yeah it's a mess it's an absolute mess and I can't. I mean, I love my media, but I would rather see actors and writers get paid. Yeah. So I'm. Yeah. Well, g- give them their fair dues. I'm. Right. I'm willing to wait a little bit for. Yeah. My, like my, I did my stuff. I have a backlog of things to oh, watch. Exactly. I don't need to. Yeah. It's like uh, I saw. I, I just saw today that uh, Deadpool three has been pushed back. It's going to miss its window. Yeah. Because no, of no because doubt. Of everything. No doubt. And and again, I was mad that it was still in production at the beginning of the writer's strike. Yeah. Right. Granted, I guess you could technically say the it was already written. It was already written, but because of that, they weren't allowed to ad-lib anything yeah. during filming because that technically would have been writing for the film. Mm-hmm. So they, so, so yeah, there are some scenes. I have a feeling once this is all over, they're going to go back and there's going to oh, be gonna extensive re- reshoots to, to touch it up. Reshoots, and make it right. re-edits, all right. that stuff. Yeah. I imagine they probably were filming it because... They had to keep. They had to have something well, in production. Disney right. was making. Disney was throw, was giving them money. Yeah. So like, they they had to have so, something going, even if they don't use a single second of it. They had to. Right. They had to have it going. All right. So let's see. We have some of the other stuff going on. Um. 
I mean, do we want to keep going with like TV shows and like stuff like that with the uh, Disney AI Ooh, extras? Because that kind of goes into the 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 yeah. the, the, the uh, strike. Yeah, that's the whole thing that people have been fighting about is studios wanting to use AI for. They want to create digital extras. They want yeah. to digital extras. They want to recreate voices through AI manipulation. Uh-huh. They, they want to cut out some of the, the smaller portion, smaller portions of the budget. Right. And, and other studios, special, uh, have been wanting to use AI to replace writers altogether. Which was basically a huge portion of, of the, the writer strike, strike. Of the writer strike. Which yeah. thankfully has been result. That part has been resolved. Thank, yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. Um. But uh, we've actually seen a little bit of that happen already. With mm-hmm. uh, most recently with the Disney, I, th- I think it was a made for TV movie or made for it streaming was a, movie. It was, a, it was a Disney Plus thing. The yeah. Prom Pact, I think it was called. Prom Pact. Yes. Uh, set in a high school, it was like some t- some teeny bopper musical thing or whatever. Yeah. But there is a scene that has been circulating around the internet of um, a basketball game where they cut to the team sitting on the bench and the row behind them are all AI generated actors and they look like lifeless mannequins just flopping around. It's the grossest thing I've seen. It hits that uncanny valley. It was where worse than the crowd shots from Space Jam 2. Ooh, Ooh. that is right. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. With all the Warner Brothers characters in the crowd. Uh-huh. Yikes. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's uh, it's it's bad, and uh, it's a uh, it's gonna get worse before it gets better. Unfortunately, yeah, it just, I mean, AI generated stuff already just looks weird. It even though it's getting better, I can still spot it from a mile away. Yeah, it it skeeves me out. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it, it's like that scene in the original Terminator when Kyle Reese is talking about the first set of Terminators, right? Where I'm like, yeah, the some had rubber skin, you could see them from you know forever. But then they started getting better. Yeah, I feel like that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a kind of a fun thing to just play around with. But it to make anything actually creative with it, whether it be writing, arts, filmmaking, anything like that, shouldn't be there. Yeah, it should be just used as a practice tool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you want to use. I don't like AI art. I don't like AI I don't, art. I don't either. Like because, there, because there's nothing creative about it. Because no. there's because the the best that AI can do is steal bits and pieces right. from uh, already created art. Uh, having said that, if you want to use AI as a tool to say you need to block a certain frame for like an art piece mm-hmm. and you want to just kind of get an idea, okay, as reference, as a reference point, I could see a case for that. But like, Submitting AI art as legitimate material. Material, no, yeah. <laughs> no. Like there have been a couple pages I follow uh, for various nerd-related things I like. Oh, these these are the worst because it's like they do mashup stuff and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's and it's never good. No, it's never like, good. I'm I follow this one lady who runs a, a Sailor Moon page, mm-hmm. and she posts a lot of. AI generate, I guess she gets bored or whatever and makes a bunch of AI Sailor Moon art. I've seen zombies. I've seen the cyborgs. I've seen this, that, and the other. And it all looks, I don't like it. I don't think it like, I don't like it at all. It, it lacks a human touch. Yeah. Yeah. And then absolutely. there's, and, and granted she defends it. Everyone, anytime somebody brings up criticism about it, she gets all, you been know, out of shape, you've been out of yeah. shape about it. And then there's a, a, a Harley Quinn page I follow. And a lot of people will submit, Harley Quinn themed AI art and it all looks bad. There is no shortage of Harley Quinn art on the internet. <laughs> you right. don't you could throw a rock and hit hit yeah. 50 um uh fan arts of of Harley Quinn or Joker or exactly anything, anything or like, anything bad anything like that. Yeah. It just yeah, it's, just anything like that. It's unnecessary. Yes. <laughs> it I, is un and I'm I'm tired of seeing it. I am tired of seeing the AI art. I really yeah. am. And, and and to a, a, a lesser extent, the uh, uh, AI uh, writing. ChatGPT is a fun experiment, but to legitimately use it in any kind of creative Com- or, commercial. or commercial way is not is not good. And you know what? We can actually bounce from this to uh, to another thing because I it just kind of dawned on me. I read something about this earlier, so we're not going to touch on it much because it's YouTube drama. And, oh, and, and we don't we don't usually cover that stuff. There is a YouTuber, uh, Sniper Wolf or SS Sniper Wolf. I'm not sure. I don't watch her. I've, I know not, of her. I know I never, of her. I never. Cons- She's one of the bigger YouTube names. 
she's been around for a while. She's yes. I I just never and she's kind of like spanned all the stupid YouTube genres like Twitch gaming, let's plays, and now she does react uh, videos. React videos, which is the lowest common denominator. Oh, yeah. I feel. Uh, but she, um, there was another YouTuber that had, uh, in short, had put up some videos uh, he, criticizing. He criticizes her quite a bit. He he does kind of go hard on her, and it's and that's weird in itself. But she ended up doing a live YouTube video or something, Instagram something. or something like that. And ended up uh, uh, basically doxing the guy. Put his uh, was standing outside his home and yeah, put took his, pictures of his house oh, and put his put his address on while on the he internet, was home while while he and his wife were home for her fans to basically basically saying harass this dude. Hey, come and harass this guy. Oh my god! And the getting into the AI thing, tying it all back together. People have been petitioning YouTube to cut her monetization because mm-hmm. she broke the law using her YouTube account and YouTube finally said, yeah, they're going to pause monetization on her videos. So she put out this apology tweet that was Hmm. very long and covered a lot of ground and sounded a little generic. And the more people read it and the more people looked at it and someone was able to basically figure it out that it was chat that that it was that she fed a bunch of prompts into chat gpt and it spit out a generic apology tweet for her because she didn't care she's just oh no i'm not making money i guess i should go apologize for this thing i don't care let's let's let ai do it it's ridiculous anyway let's talk about some lighter things yeah i know so there are some live action uh, shows that are going to be coming soon, and we've been getting some teasers and, and whatnot about it. Um, let's talk about Avatar. You know what? I know we've talked about the live-action Netflix Avatar before. Yeah. Here a few times. Every time there's an update about it, we've pretty much talked about it. And you get mad. Well... Uh, the goal is for me to make you mad about it. Because I am... I do like the Avatar universe. Love those I, blue cats. Yeah. <laughs> what you know you're you're three mm-hmm. for three on this uh-huh 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 <laughs> but anyway so netflix released stills from the live action avatar the last airbender series coming out mm-hmm. and it was the 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 fire nation the antagonist yeah essentially the, the main fire nation antagonist yeah right uh there was you know fire lord ozai the king of the fire nation there was azula the princess Prince Zuko, who is one of the main... Well, at least he's the, the first season major antagonist. Yeah, because he's the one hunting the Avatar. Right. Him and his uncle, Iroh, who they also show, and General Zhao, who is a pretty big one in the first arc of the story. Right. Yeah. And there's a there's a nice reference to him um, in The Legend of Korra, the sequel series. It looks good. I've I, yeah. It looks good. It, it has a. Lo- it's bringing a lot of renewed interest for me. Renewed interest and maybe some slight glimmers of hope, mm-hmm. <laughs> because you know the first hit is we're making live action Avatar again, and it's like oh here we go again, right? And then you know the original creators of the show are working with it. Okay, cool. But then they walk away. Oh no. Yeah. And but and then there was those uh those um test motivations that came out when they were casting the characters right, right. because we I mean that came out years ago and we read them on air I think that was the first time we got you you got me uh, big mad I got you big mad reading about uh how Aang is a high school yeah the teen. whole yeah the whole thing was like was high school prompts and it was like Zuko is like the you know the head of the sports team and his dad's the principal or whatever it was like a nepotism thing right and it's like I really hope they don't do this yeah. I really hope they, they don't, don't do this but it looks like they're not it's actually set within the pseudo fantasy past references they're pulling from sure mm-hmm. and it looks good and it looks like they're the characters look right versus the M. Night Shyamalan the last airbender movie which Ooh. no one looked good no, I mean, even if they looked good, it would still not work because that was a glorified spark notes of the first season. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, it was not. It was the not effects good were bad. <laughs> uh, the you, costumes were okay. The enunciations and names were real terrible. What you don't like, Ong and Katara. Also, the fact that you had you know Soka. 
the but but also the fact that you had non-ethnic actors playing ethnically coded yeah. characters. Sure. Especially, you know, Sokka and Katara's characters, which were played by white people. <laughs> and they're supposed to be essentially uh, in, Inuit. In, 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 Inuit. Indigenous. Indigenous coded um, yeah. characters. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. But, but no, this, I, you know, I, I don't have quite the attachment to the Avatar. I've, I've watched a handful of, I've watched enough of the show to kind of get the gist the of it. Yeah. But uh, it looks great. I, I am surprised they're putting. Uh, they showed off the Fire Lord because I didn't think he came in until later. He's he was always there, but okay. he was never really. A lot of times it was either like in quick flashback or right. he was kind of not so much off camera. He's in, but he, he's but in he, the shit ba- in the background. Yeah, but he was never like in the focus. Gotcha. It wasn't okay. until like the later arcs where they really started like when they were really closing in on the final that he's really there a lot yeah yeah Yeah. have you read any of the uh avatar comics that they put out i own a couple of them okay because that from what i understand the the comics are a direct continuation of oh yeah oh yeah of the show and they get into some really interesting stuff about okay so the show ends with the fire nation becoming everybody's happy and every everyone gets along now but now you have a world where you have to try to it's it's not as cut and dry as we've beaten the bad guy and everybody wins. Now now you have to rebuild civilization. Yeah, I guess yeah, you 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 have to you have to fix the wounds of literally a 100-year war. Yes. Right. And it's not easy. Yeah. Yeah, cuz you know there's going to be a lot of hurt feelings cuz the Fire Nation invaded a lot of sovereign areas. Well, from what I understand, they they go to a town that has basically was one of the first towns that got in uh, earth nations that got invaded by the fire nation. And they had been so entwined for so many years that, you know, uh, Zuko's uh, decree was okay. Fire nation needs to leave. We're, we're no longer occupying any space, but this town and it's not unique, but this town, it is now both a fire and earth nation. So what do you do in that situation? Well, that's kind of the beginning of, um, the legend of Korra mm-hmm. uh, it's Aang and them set up this sovereign state called uh, Republic city. And right. it was the, it was the first blending of the fire nation colonies slash earth kingdom areas. Right. So it's kind of its own thing. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what, you know, that comic kind of gets into the, the, the establishment of Republic city. Kind, kind of ideas and plots that, a cartoon for children probably could not get into in 22 minutes a week. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, so some other live action stuff. They have officially announced that Disney Plus is getting a live action Gargoyles series. Yeah. I am cautiously optimistic. Of the old Disney afternoon properties. It's one of the best. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It holds up. But also, but also it didn't. It didn't insult its audience. They touched on some pretty serious stuff. It had a darker tone than a lot of things. Well, it was it was a, a direct uh, reaction to Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was definitely Disney's take on. Well, we no. We, they they have said that. Well, the, yeah. the, the original show creator has had said they came to him going, "We need an idea because DC and Warner just put out Batman the Animated Series yeah. and." People the love it. People yeah. love it. Can you do something like this? And the creator had originally come up with a more a, like a Care Bears style version of the gargoyles that he had pitched in the mid 80s that didn't get picked up. So he reworked his original uh, kidified version of it into, yeah. into what we have today. Because gargoyles is great. Yeah. Except for that third season. Well, yeah, yeah. the Goliath Chronicles are terrible. They're not. It's not great. But anyway. There's not a lot of news about it other than it's happening, but with the amount of money and time that they have pumped, Disney Plus has pumped into some of their other uh, limited series. Mandalorian, yeah. Ahsoka, Obi-Wan, mostly the Star Wars most, stuff. Mostly the Star yeah. Wars yeah, stuff. Star Wars. But uh, yeah, I I am I'm cautiously optimistic. I mean, they definitely feel like they're getting their strides in. Yes. Like Mandalorian was obviously gangbusters. People loved it. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, Book of Boba Fett, people are kind of lukewarm on. Mm-hmm. Obi-Wan, people loved it. I still haven't watched Ahsoka, 
but I've heard a lot of from mixed. The, well, the, that's the hard thing. Mixed is. things. Pe- it, t- it takes a little bit of time at first, but it, once it picks up, it picks up. But also, I mean, for fans, Ahsoka seemed to ring really well. Other people coming into it were like, who are all these people? Because they didn't watch Clone Wars and they didn't watch Rebels. Right. right. And Ahsoka was essentially live action Rebels. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It is definitely for the fans. Oh, yeah. I love gargoyles. Mm-hmm. I really do. So I hope, I really hope they, they do it justice. The, yes. It's going to be difficult because some of the voices, I mean, a lot of the voices are pretty I, iconic oh, and, and yeah. are intrinsically oh, yeah. tied to the series. Oh, yeah. Jonathan Frakes is, the, is one of the main big bad there are so many uh next gen actors right. oh yeah. yeah marina Sirtis was uh demona yeah for the entire series yeah. counselor troy yeah counselor troy was the right. evil gargoyle and she gets to do so much more in that than she does in star trek oh yeah counselor troy is really slept on as a character yeah sadly think, yeah yeah i mean but also you got to think you know next generation started in the late 80s carried through the 90s and really bloomed what i think is the great timeline of star trek Mm -hmm. because i love i mean tos it's fun it's campy it's very 60s right yes next generation really feeds into the i feel like the the thought motions of star trek Mm -hmm. it's not about the the action or the it's about the you know the intellect the the, the the philosophy the philosophy of star trek it's kind of the platonic ideal when you think of uh star trek yeah because it, it's a decent mix of both thinkers and actioners yeah i mean yeah you've got great stuff like you know the abduction of picard by the borg but then you get all these weird goofy thought pieces that i think are great a measure of a man's my favorite measure episode. of man oh, yeah. is the, probably one of the and there's bell. no action in it oh yeah oh. it's a bunch of guys sitting around a room discussing it's a courtroom what, drama yeah it's a courtroom it, drama yeah. where which gets to, referenced in star trek picard yeah yeah and granite granite opinions on picard are it's mixed at times but third season was better than the first two combined yes <laughs> but also it was the capper and it was also the one where you had all the next gen and that is what the show should have been from the beginning if you ask me if you're going to yeah. mine nostalgia you might don't, don't dip go, your toe in yeah go all in or don't go at all exactly I that's mean, exactly it. i mean hell seven of nine from star trek voyager is a main supporting character we don't have a whole lot of time left, and I would really like to spend the last couple minutes dunking on the new Wonka movie. Ooh. Let's do it. Let's do it. All Let's right. do it. There's a new trailer for a second trailer, a new trailer for Wonka, the unneeded, unnecessary prequel to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. What? Why? Why? Like it's nostalgia bait. It, but, but still, you're never going to top Gene Wilder. For one thing, yeah, you're never going to top Gene Wilder in the role. I and, mean. I mean, Johnny Depp and, and, and Tim Burton couldn't do it. Yeah, no. I, I know there's some people who wax nostalgically about that one. I, I'm no bueno. I didn't like it when it came out. Likewise. And I was yep. the target audience for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, although I will say the one thing I did like about that movie is they do touch just the tiniest bit on his backstory. And that's all you need. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, the scene where it's like he's a kid and you find out, okay, his dad... Was, was a dentist. A dentist. And Christopher Lee. And Christopher Lee. And there oh, was sorry. some... Sir Christopher Sir Lee. Sir Christopher Lee. Yes. yes. But, yeah, that had just enough of his, of his backstory to kind of set up, okay, this is why, why he is the way he is. Fine. That's all you need. Not every... Every character in media does not need to have an elaborate backstory explaining the origins of... Right. I don't need to know the origin of Willy Wonka's top hat. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. He wears a top hat. That's all you need to know. You yeah. know, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Why does he make chocolate? Who cares? He makes chocolate, right? Why does he have these little orange guys? Exactly. <laughs> Hugh Grant looks horrific in this movie. Also the fact that as I, the as the Oompa Loompas. I did see that um there was an actor with dwarfism who spoke out like, "Okay, why did you CG this this other actor when you could have got appropriate people?" Yeah. But also the fact that even for an oom, like they make a joke in the first trailer that he is a respectable size for an oompa loompa. He is tiny. He literally fits in a jar on the desk. He's they they made him they made him too small. They yeah. made him too small. They they made him more like in Keebler line elf with, size. They made him more in line with the Roald Dahl book. 
Are the, than, I, that's the thing. I never I never read the Roald Dahl book. I read it years ago, and it's that that size is definitely closer to the book. But they're going so off kilter from Roald Dahl's book. Here's the thing: if they if they wanted to do a Wonka based property, they had the sequel right there. Right. The uh, the there's a book, uh, Willy Wonka and the Great Glass Elevator. It's a whole sequel where uh, Charlie and Wonka and Charlie's grand all four of Charlie's grandparents go on a weird time traveling adventure in his great glass elevator. There's a whole horrific scene where the grandparents start aging backwards. And once they hit negative numbers, they turn into ghosts. Ooh. It's wild. Ooh. Yeah. They become negative, negative baby ghosts and then start aging in reverse and become older ghosts for a while Ooh. until time speeds back up and gets them back to where they need to be. Ooh. It's wild. It's and a wild book. And that's definitely more in line with the uh, Gene Wilder, yes. uh, Willy Wonka, where there are moments of true unsettlingness. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like the boat scene? Yeah, that that it hits way different as an adult. <laughs> oh, yeah. It does. It really does. But, uh, yeah, and, and I think the worst part of it, you know, I like Tim, Timothy Chalamet as an actor. I think he does a great job. I, I liked him in Dune. I mean, he didn't. I mean, he's pretty stoic in Dune. Who's he playing Dune? He plays Paul Atreides. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's the, the, yeah, he's he is deep. He is he is Dune. He's he is Dune in Dune. Yes, he is Mister Dune. Uh, but uh, I thought he looked familiar. I couldn't place you it. You need someone with a real whimsy to him. Yeah, to play Willy Wonka, someone who can be both. A childlike and and mature and you have to have someone really special spontaneous. to play the part. Spontaneous, yes, that's a good way of putting it. And Timothy Chalamet, he's he can do many things. He's not a silly guy, and you'd need kind of a silly guy, you know? Yeah, it just doesn't work. Like, so so who do you think would have worked? Oh my gosh, um, because that's the thing. I can't really think of a a living uh, modern actor. Uh, that yeah. is a really good question, I've, and I, I feel like the wildness of some of these great older actors, they people don't come up with this stuff anymore. You either get like, you know, everyone's just serious and by the script, or you get people who are a little too unhinged. Too method acting. Yeah. A little too method acting. And that, and I actually think that's, that's part of Chalamet's problem is that he is method acting, but he doesn't do comedy. He doesn't do, right. He's too much of a wackier of a drama kid. Yeah, 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 exactly. Boy, I had one for this, and I and it's it's gone. It's absolutely gone. But I stumped just, the room. You have stumped the room. It's completely gone. But there was there was someone who I was like, okay, this would be a halfway decent. Oh, well, it's gone. Whatever. <laughs> uh, anyway, th this movie shouldn't happen. It's exactly. They, yeah. It's nostalgia bait. That's it, all it is. It's the same thing for me with the new Exorcist. You're never gonna hold a candle to the original one. Well, no, duh. of course not. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You may as well be making another Jaws. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you you not to say that you never get quality out of reboots, remakes, nostalgia mining because you can. It does Barbie. happen. Oh, oh yeah, Barbie. Bar Barbie's but a very. Barbie good also went way off the beaten path. Uh, that's very true. Barbie. And, Barbie, and, Barbie and was fantastic. Thank Barbie God for it. <laughs> Barbie was probably one of, one of the probably that's the a most, highlight. Definitely oh. one of the most entertaining movies I've watched in the last yeah couple years. Yeah, yeah. in a theater. Especially. Like hell, my wife loved it. Oh, she's like yeah. Like we left and she goes. That was probably one of the best movies I've ever seen. <laughs> and it was good. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. And they don't try to set it up for a sequel or anything like that. It's just leave it be. Yeah. Just, it was great. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, we've actually hit time. So we're going to have to wrap things up for the week. Again, I want to thank Parker for being on the show. Hopefully first, first of hopefully multiple times back. Well, well we're definitely going to have to do an annual October. But absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely your, your time to shine. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I'll be sure to try and get some really obscure international stuff to recommend. Fantastic. Good. Can't and, wait. And I'll probably start re recommending where to find them. Okay. Awesome. So anyway, you have been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitch, Instagram, or support our Patreon at Nerd Overload Now. You can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. 
we have a hotline. You can leave us a voicemail. Uh, that number is 419-561-5556. Who, who would you want to play, you know, the titular Willy Wonka? Yeah. Yeah. yeah who, who, do you, who do you think would be good? You can find all of our back episodes on various podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and more. Finally, I'd like to thank Parker, of course, again, for being here and helping us out with the Facebook page. And uh, David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his stuff over at davidpencil.com. So again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Peace out. Peace out.